Damo, you big sweet tooth. Yes, MP, you chocoholic. So naughty but nice. We're a hit at the Wellness Summit and I want more. Well, how does 20 recipes in their free ebook Heavenly Healthy Desserts sound, MP? Jeepers, Damo, I'm loving that. Or you can hop on down to their brand new cafe, Selection Cafe in South Melbourne and receive 10% off your favourite healthy desserts. Woohoo! To do so, go to sonaughtybutnice.com forward slash couch and fill in your details to receive your free ebook and discount voucher. That's www.sonaughtybutnice.com forward slash couch. So naughty but nice. Delicious nutrition. Thewellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives the real food real is a fresh and educational podcast dedicated to your health we get real on current research debunk food myths and educate you on how to just eat real food your host steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist is one of australia's leading sports nutritionists passionate about simplifying nutrition and addicted to coconut lattes smoothies and sweet potato if you love the show then please leave us a review on itunes Share the real food real with your friends and continue to spread the real food love. Hi team and welcome to another episode of The Real Food Real. Today on the show we have Kirsty Worth from Cultured Wellness. I first met Kirsty at the Wellness Summit earlier this year and I'm really excited to share her story with you. Let's dive straight in and welcome Kirsty to the show. Hi Kirsty and thanks for joining me. Hi, Steph. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on the show, and I'd love you to start with your story. So go as far back as you want to and then end up with how you started Cultured Wellness. Sure. Well, look, like so many people that come into the wellness sort of area, I've always had problems with my health. I have always had weight issues and really lots of fatigue, muscle pain, And um, because of having some serious bloating and always having gut problems, I really developed quite an unhealthy relationship with food. And the hardest thing for me was because I love sport so much. I'm completely obsessed with outdoor pursuits and rock climbing, mountaineering, whitewater rafting, mountain biking, and then all, of course, my netball and running. But I never understood that I would train as hard as my friends I would look after myself as well. I would try and sleep as well, but I just never saw the results that they did and I would always have the, you know, crippling pain, back pain afterwards or headaches or acne and it really, I just couldn't understand what was going on. And then slowly some mental health issues started to come about. I was insecure, really struggled to find happiness And, yeah, I just sort of thought, you know, what's going on here? So I explored with gluten and dairy-free and that helped a lot, but it certainly wasn't helping with with my headaches and wasn't propelling my sport where I wanted it to go. And then really the, the catalyst for me to look into it further was when my son was born, he, you know, it was a joyful day and it was just amazing, but he was a really unsettled baby he didn't sleep, he, you know, he really struggled with life and I was struggling as well with all of my health issues and then having this baby that was, um, you know, just it just wasn't the, what I expected it to be and having to deal with all his colic and the sleepless nights. And then at around about 18 months, he sort of, he stopped developing. So he stopped looking at me in the eye, he stopped acknowledging things around him 
And, you know, he started to drift away and I started to lose my little child, my little baby boy. And it wasn't until, and then that sort of progressed further and he started slipping away from us more and more. And then at the age of three, we, he was diagnosed with autism. And so when he was diagnosed, the prognosis was not good. Like, you know, he, they said, look, he'll, he'll have, you know, be limited in his verbal skills. He will basically not be able to function in society. So he'll go to a special school. He'll probably live with you for the rest of his life. And he probably won't reach those milestones that as a parent <clears throat> you really want to see. You know, he might not get married. He might not um, own his own home. He'll live with you. And, you know, as a mum, that's a pretty full-on thing to hear. And so we started to look at um, his health because I knew that I had health concerns and maybe what was going on with him was more than autism. Maybe he just had some underlying functional problem that was causing all of this. So, I, I don't know, I just started to take responsibility for his health and for our family's health and just thought, look, let's get into this, let's have a look. So we did some really specific tests. We didn't accept that he was just going to be labelled and this was going to be his lot in life and we started to just change our lives. We changed everything. We, you know, put filters, new filters in all of our house. We got a, um air purifier in. We... Um, made sure that everything that we bought was organic. We tried to, you know, we eliminated all the toxin, toxins in our lives. And at this time, we were also doing lots and lots of tests and lots of research into what could possibly go, be going on with his body. And, you know, it turns out that, you know, he was starving. His brain was just starving for nutrients and then as we dug deeper, it revealed that he had some really serious gut issues. So he had pathogens like C. difficile and, and obviously, you know, candida and a host of pathogens that were actually taking the nutrients that he was eating and, you know, they were using that nutrients to stay alive. And so, therefore, Noah wasn't getting any of the nutrients. So slowly but surely, we added more nutrients we started to rebuild his gut microbiome and we started to understand what does a healthy child's body need? What are the building blocks? What's the scaffolding that his body needs? And he started, yeah, he really just started to wake up. He started to look at us. He started to make eye contact. And then he went through a series of um, procedures to really rebalance his gut microbiome and you know, after those procedures, he started to talk. He started to call me mum, which was just the best day ever. And he started to look at other kids. He started to be interested in things around him. He started to want to go outside and run around. And slowly but surely, you know, our little boy came back to us. And it wasn't, we, we could see that it was happening, but it wasn't until we went to his OT to assess him again. And they had said, look, you've actually changed the course of his life. So he's not going, he's going to function. He's going to meet his milestones. He's going to, he's going to be okay. And it was all through eliminating toxins, adding probiotic nutrition, just adding nutrition that kids' bodies need to develop. And, and I think the key thing was we took responsibility. So there was a huge, 
huge thing that I had to go through. It was accepting it was my body and my gut microbiome that gave birth to this child and I sort of had to go through the the guilt and all of those sorts of things and accept that, okay, this is where we're at, this is what's happened, but let's let's just use this as a motivating force to make the change, to get things back on track again. And so, yeah, he, he came back and now he's just, you know, he's a little dude. He goes to, to a normal school. He talks. He's got little friends. He's learning. But he didn't talk until he was five. So he's got a lot of catching up to do and we're doing our best to help him with that. But, um, you know, we're, we're having all these wonderful moments now where he, you know, I was just out on the rocks down at the beach with him only about a month ago and he just broke down and started bawling his eyes out and he was like, oh, mummy, no one could hear me. No one could hear that my tummy was sore and my body hurt and why did it take you so long to hear me? And so he's starting to unpack the trauma of what he's been through and starting to be able to express himself that, you know, I really I felt like this but I couldn't let anyone know. I couldn't talk. I couldn't express myself. So... Yeah, so that's basically my story. And, of course, in amongst all of that, my big thing was, well, I'm not going to let him go through this alone. So I'm going to eat this food and I'm going to limit all the toxins in my life and I'm going to, to do it with him. And so I've just, just, oh, my health is just amazing now. I just can't believe that I have no pain and I have no problems anymore. But, you know, I have genetic issues that we've found out through all this testing that I'll, I'll always have to manage my health but I know how to manage it now and I know how to help my kids manage it so we might be able to help the next generation when my daughter has has kids that they won't go through what I had to go through or we had to go through with our kids and so cultured wellness was really born out of the fact that um when we were going through all of this my son just could not tolerate normal probiotics um, because a lot of the probiotic strains are quite inflammatory and he needed anti-inflammatory ones. And the dose that he needed was such a high therapeutic dose that we realised that to get the amount that he needed each day, we were going to have to give him sort of three bottles of this, you know, these specific probiotics every day. And each bottle costs about $250. So, you know, I thought we can't sustain that at all. So, I'd sort of, you know, nutted out, well, maybe if I used, made my own culture strains and my own sort of um, therapeutic strains, maybe I could start fermenting food that he could handle and then we could add nutrition into his diet through, because obviously probiotic foods, it's already been somewhat broken down through the enzymes so it's easier to eat and it's easier to absorb and I just thought, look, maybe we just start fermenting foods with these specific strains and then we can eat them all day long and get as much as we can and not have to, you know, take out a, a bake clone and possibly smell, sell ourselves to, to try and fund it. And and it just worked. I just can't tell you how much it worked. It was amazing. He just thrived on it. I thrived on them. I couldn't believe the difference between standard probiotic foods and what we were making and then, you know, obviously through this path, people would see how much Noah was improving and how my health was improving. And so they started asking us, look, can you make some cultures for us? And, and that, that's just where it was born. People asked me, how did you do this? How did you get your son back on track? And 
what are these funny things that you have bubbling on your bench all the time? And what is that thing in that jar and what's going on? And yeah, so it was just out of necessity, culture wellness was born and it was out of pure interest of what are these people doing? But it, yeah, business started. So yeah, there's so much I want to unpack there with you. I think it's an amazing story. Um, and I, I will come back to cultured wellness, but I had some questions that I wanted to sort of dive into um, back around the time of um, Noah's diagnosis, if you don't mind. Yeah. I wondered, um, obviously, what was pre- presented to you as a conventional route and and what was your light bulb to, to move away from that? Because not everyone has the ability to say, okay, well, that isn't right for me. I'm going to start researching. And then where do you start to learn about the gut microbiome? Yeah. So basically at his diagnosis, it was, um, you know, this is what you're presented with. And we suggest speech, OT. There's a specific therapy called um, ABA, which Advanced Behavioural Analysis, and they recommended that as well. And look, we, of course, you know, took Noah to speech therapy and to OT and we utilised all of those therapies that were available to us because, you know, there's a real place for them. But the light bulb moment was my husband's a nurse and he would come home and he would say, look, Kirst, like my liver patients look like this. My liver patients have these big distended stomachs. You know, when I work on the gastro ward, they have that horrible yellow diarrhea. Like, what's with all the rashes? Why is his breath so bad? Why can't he sleep? What's, why is his whole body so, um, you know, he was walking on his toes at that point and he was so um, stiff. And we just, we just looked at it and thought, look, you know, there's got to be more to this. And also the light bulb moment of, you know, I had the, the pain and the stiffness and I wasn't diagnosed with autism, but I had all of those problems. I had the distended stomach, the diarrhea, the headaches, I couldn't sleep. So I just sort of thought, you know, you know, what's going on here? So, but I, yeah, I think it really was just um, not, yeah, not wanting to just accept a label and accepting that this is what was going to be for my son. I wanted more, you know, I wanted I wanted my son to be the best that he could be. And it wasn't about changing him and it wasn't about not accepting him for who he is. It was about helping him feel well and healthy. And because I hadn't really felt that, I wanted I wanted more for my children. And at the time, my daughter had her vaccinations and she stopped breathing. She had to be resuscitated 13 times. And if my husband wasn't a nurse, I, I shudder to think because he resuscitated her. And that was also another light bulb moment of what is going on here? I've got one child that's just not pulling it to the, together and another one that can't, you know, that just randomly stops breathing all the time and turns yellow. Like what is happening? So, yeah. And I investigated genetics. I'd sit down with my dad and, you know, what's what's happened in our family? Why do we always have back, back pain and why do we always have headaches and, and, you know, I'm, I have an inquiring mind, so I just I wanted just to learn more. Yeah, so cool. I think um, as well a lot of others can learn from your experience, which is what's so beautiful about you sharing your story and certainly turning it into a passion and a business. Mm. Um, 
And so let's talk a little bit more around um, what you mentioned briefly about therapeutic strains. I understand that you've got a, fastic, a fantastic combination of, of probiotics that you've created yourself. Um, so I'd love to hear more around that and certainly how that compare, compares to something that you'd find in a bottle that might have, you know, two strains, for example. Yeah, so what, um, when you've got probiotic strains, you can have certain strains, like you can have all lactobacillus or you can have all bifido strains, and they all do different things in the gut. So, for example, the bifido strains are going to help you digest plant matter. But if you don't have much bifido strains, then you're going to outbalance and allow other pathogens to, you know, enter into your gut. So, first of all, it's really important to, if you've got a chronic health issue to go and get a really detailed gut analysis to find out what's going on in there and so you can tailor your probiotic needs. But I was also finding that that you have um, D-lactate probiotic strains, which basically means that they don't release the D-lactate as much as um, the lactic acid ones, which is more of the lactobacillus strain. And when you've got a health condition, especially related to your liver, like MTHFR or something like that, for example, your body has a harder time excreting that D, sorry, the lactic acid. And so the anti-inflammatory strains, they calm the nervous system and they calm the inflammation in your body, whereas more of the lactic strains, they still work amazingly on, on rebalancing your gut microbiome. But if you've got some functional health problems, it's going to be hard for your body to, to manage those strains as well. And, you know, we found out through all of our testing that we had quite a lot of genetic problems that meant that we couldn't manage those standard probiotics very well. And because the, they're, the strains, they just they have such a potent, they call it a CFU, which is how they measure, how, you know, the level of probiotics. They have such a high CFU, which means that you can really get in there and actually make a significant change. And we use um, strains like Sacris boliardi, for example, which is just awesome for after you've got had antibiotic use or if you've got candida, if you've got any fungal problems because the Sacris boliardi goes in there and just, take you know, takes up house and gets rid of any other pathogens that may be in there. And we're very high in the bifido strains as well, which means that you can digest that plant matter, which is then going to help your liver to start working properly. So it was, um, yeah, it was really interesting to, to look at, you know, probiotics aren't just probiotics. <laughs> There's, you know, such specific strains. And look, you know, when you look at the probiotics in the store, in, in the pharmacy, you know, the pharmacy, for example, a lot of them use fillers, so they might use multidextrin or inulin or those sorts of fillers, which is not ideal. And also they might only have five CFU, for example, in, in the fact that you know, they've got five billion CFU. So the strength is not that high. But when you start using 25 billion CFU and then you go and ferment that, which is going to double, triple, quadruple the amount of CFU in your fermented foods. It just it just opens a whole new world of healing for your gut and for rebalancing it. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. Like you mentioned when you first calculated what you'd need to spend on Noah if you were getting him to take small amounts in capsules, it certainly doesn't make sense when there's 
a more potent version that, um, you know, is certainly then, yeah, at that therapeutic level. Yeah, and we were also finding because his his pathogens were so bad, um, he just couldn't eat any sugar or carbohydrates because that's what feeds gut pathogens. And so, you know, I was really worried about how limited his diet was and, you know, he wasn't getting a complete nutrient profile for his brain to work, for his body to work. And so when I realised, okay, so if I ferment out the sugars and use these probiotics, then he's getting the nutrients that he needs, but he's not feeding those gut bacteria. And that was another one of, you know, as you call it, a light bulb moment. There's another light bulb moment that, oh, I can really nourish him without flaring up the condition that is causing him so much angst. And same for me and the same for my daughter. So, you know, we all needed it. But, yeah, it was wonderful to be able to have fruit again. But, you know, I I haven't been able to have apples for years, but I can ferment them now and then I can eat them. And so I can get all of those healing benefits for the apples. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. I think it does open up... um, your scope, particularly when in Noah's case, you know, it was obviously quite limited, which has a multitude of problems attached to that. Mm. Um, but yeah, looking at the, the the lovely nourishing benefit that you can include in, in natural whole foods is is certainly the foundation foundation of healing. Um, so I wanted you to take us through exactly how it works because I know personally because I've got my beautiful coconut <laughs> yo- yogurt in the fridge, yay, um, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. But um, I love how your message is so is so simple when it comes to a home probiotic or fermented food practice because a lot of people get quite overwhelmed by it. So take us through how it works with cultured wellness and, and what you end up with in terms of a product you can eat at home. Yeah. So, I mean, that was definitely one thing that, I, you know, mums that were coming to me and they're like, look, I know my, my kids need probiotics, but I just, I don't have time to ferment. I'm too scared to ferment. I, don't, I just, I don't, I don't know what to do. And so there was a lot, almost like a deer in the headlights. I don't know what to do, so I, I won't do anything. Yeah. And so the cool thing about the culture wellness stuff is it starts with a cup of either coconut kiffer or coconut yogurt, and then you add that cup, if you're making the kiffer, you add one cup to two litres of coconut water. And then literally you just put it in a jar, pop it on the bench and put the lid on it, and then you leave it to ferment for um, two days, so for 48 hours. And once you've done that, you then take a cup from that batch that you've fermented and then you add it to another two litres of coconut water and pop that on the bench. And when that's finished, you keep another cup and then you keep going and you do that five times so you get 10 litres of kiffer out of it. And I'm um, sorry, I must go back. Once you've finished the ferment, you pop that in the fridge. So, and then you've got this lovely, bubbly, effervescent, you know, healing drink that you can drink, so, which is awesome for cutting, you know, sugar cravings and nourishing your liver and, you know, electrolytes and obviously the probiotics in it as well. And yeah, so you can basically make your own kiffer at home. And, you know, I can, I do mine in the morning while I'm preparing lunches for the kids, getting myself dressed, getting out the door. Like it's, it's so easy to do. And the same with the yogurt, you keep your little jar of, you get your little jar of coconut yogurt starter, and then you add that to some coconut cream. And then I like to put berries, mint, cinnamon, vanilla, Although I made a batch yesterday with um, chia seeds and mango, which was really yummy. And the same thing, you just pop that on the bench, 
And the yogurt only needs to be out for about 12 hours. So I do that at night. And so when I wake up in the morning, I've got beautiful yogurt ready to go. And then you just keep one cup to make your next batch and then another cup from that batch to make your next batch. So it's just very, very simple. But you know that what you're culturing is the probiotics that you want to use to rebuild your gut and for your immune system and for your health. And it's just a simple, easy way to get started and to do it. Yeah, I think it's so awesome and it certainly removes the reliance on commercial products, like we said, that might have, you know, quite a low CFU and and contain fillers and and so on. So it's putting health back in our own hands, which is fantastic. And it's certainly a great, um, I think, you know, lesson to teach the kids to share with the family and very cost effective. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny now, like my kids' friends come over and they're like, oh, can we have a cup of kiffer? And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's quite funny seeing kids really interested in it and what is that and what's going on and they, they love it. Mm. Their, their bodies know that it's good for them. So they, you know, they just drink it down. Yeah, absolutely. And what's your advice on um, portions of, say, if we make the coconut kiffer, how much should we drink a day? Well, it depends where you're at. So if you know that you've had a lot of gut problems and this has been going on for a while, you would start at about a half a cup a day and that's always best to have in the evening before you go to bed because then you're flooding your body with bacteria which then just stays there and you sleep on it. So, And then, then you would work your way up to a cup and then ideally you would have a cup with your breakfast and a cup with your lunch and a cup with your dinner. But you can do all sorts of cool things with that. Like you can make your smoothie in the morning and instead of using normal coconut water, you would use your coconut kiffer in there. So you're effectively making a probiotic smoothie and um, you can use your kiffer starter to make really yummy fermented vegetables. So you can use that as well for your lunch to have on the side with your protein to help you digest your protein. But for, for me, I have three cups a day because it's just so hydrating and, you know, obviously the probiotic nutrition, but it's good for my liver, which is what I need. And with the yogurts, a, a cup a day, like it's a really nice snack to have at about three or four o'clock in the afternoon when if, you've, if you feel like you've got a few sugar issues or you've got cravings, that's a really good one to, to really whack it on the head, especially at that, you know, crux time where people might be finding themselves wanting to go out and get something that's not ideal nutrition for them. Yes, that old 330 itis. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, though, probiotic foods, they just stop you craving anything. Yeah. It's quite phenomenal. Yeah, it's really cool. I think it shows um, another explanation for people that are always craving things or always experiencing 330 itis. So it's certainly an avenue to explore. Mm. Beautiful. So I want to ask you a few um, sort of personal questions so we can find out more about your day-to-day. But before we do... Tell us how someone would get started with culture, culture wellness, certainly the starter culture so they can start making their own yogurt or kefir. Yeah, so if you just go online to um, www.culturedwellness.com.au and cultured wellness, the, it's a K instead of a C, so K for cultured and wellness. Uh, you can go onto the website there and find out the information or send us an email to info at culturedwellness.com.au and yeah, just send us a message and let us know what you want, and then we can ship it out to you. Very cool. So is that that Australia wide? 
Yeah, yeah. Great. So we'll pop some links in the show notes. So certainly um, everyone can, yeah, have a taste of the culture wellness goodness. Yeah. And so you've obviously totally transformed your your health and your family's health. So I wanted to get a bit of an idea as to, um, you know, how you guys live and and certainly what your day-to-day nutrition strategies are to help those that are perhaps getting started or interested in doing something a little bit similar. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, my whole, it's funny, you're, if you are under stress, your gut microbiome can change within 20 minutes of a stressful situation. So trying to ground yourself and trying to minimise stress is really, really important. But, you know, that's not always possible. So, you know, I'm always looking at ways that I can help my family manage those stressful situations and obviously probiotic nutrition is one of them. So we always have our fermented foods throughout the day. We have a lot of bone broth in our family because it's all those um, vitamins and nutrients and it's very hydrating and it's very calming. We use a lot of fats. So um, my kids, you would not believe how much butter they eat. It's quite insane. So, But we use a lot of calming fats and grounding foods to make sure that, you know, we're not sort of running on sugar and running on carbohydrates. We're running on slow-burning fuel during the day. Um, and also our day definitely revolves around making sure we get enough sunshine and enough exercise and enough nature. Like it's really important to for me personally but for me to instill with the kids that going out and, you know, rock climbing or bushwalking or just riding your bike or just, you know, watching the world and, the na- you know, the nature is just as important as what you put in your mouth and what you feed feed yourself. And, um, yeah, we just, you know, all those basic things, like we try and get enough sleep and calm our lives down and not rush too much and also making sure that we're surrounding ourselves with positive relationships and family and good friends and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all really important. And I was thinking earlier when you were telling your story how amazing your attitude is and was, certainly accepting the responsibility that you had to, but the way you um, the way you phrased it when you were talking about Noah is to not wanting to change him but to want the best for him. So the whole sort of outlook and treatment was just so positive, which we know is really important for healing and for health. Yeah, yeah. And and especially when you said embark on true healing, it's just, oh, wow, it's hard. I mean, I, I've been through the Boxing Day tsunami. I've climbed some really big mountains. Like, man, I thought that I had a pretty strong head for things, but it's nothing compared to going through like a real healing crisis and having to ride the storm. It's tough. So you've just got to stick with it and you've just got to, you know, have that end goal. But I think the, a really important thing is that the end goal shouldn't get in the way of of the joy of every day so I was really keen to make sure that yes the end goal was that Noah would be able to speak yes the end goal was that he might call me mum one day but I didn't want to lose sight of still those everyday moments of teaching him to climb a tree or taking him out into nature and making sure that we were still engaging with him rather than trying to fix him and that was that that was a really fine line really fine line to try and make sure that we did that and sometimes we got it right and sometimes not not right at all but 
it, just being present with those thoughts was really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think certainly seeing it as an evolution, which is really important for everybody's health and wellness journey because we obviously know the impact of stress and we certainly can't do everything overnight. So it certainly sounds like you guys, you know, obviously went through the the whole journey and and did what you could and evolved it from there. Mm, Yeah. And there is only so much that we can do each day. I mean, you know, this every day I sort of think, oh, we could be doing this and we could be, be doing that. But um, you can only do what you can do and, you know, that's also another really important thing because if you rush out and try and do everything, that also hampers your healing. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely. Okay. And so what what do you currently eat? Like it's obviously nearing the end of winter in Australia, but tell us what a day on your plate looks like in terms of the food that you're loving and healing with. Oh, isn't it funny? Like all winter it's just broths and yeah. you know like that real like nourishing food and oh the sun's out today and I've just been for a run around the island I live by the coast and yeah my whole you know I'm starting to oh I need a smoothie today and I need my you know greens and so I, I've definitely become more more into intuitive eating I never was because all I just wanted when I was back before I changed my life oh my my health all I ate was carbohydrates. <laughs> so now it's really interesting to feel that um, intuitive eating. Like, you know, when the when it's cold and windy, I, I want really nourishing foods that, um, you know, so I, I love scrambled eggs and coconut oil and turmeric sprinkled over the top of it and lots of parsley and raw garlic on that. And then I'm a big, big fan of fermented beetroot because of the effects that it has on that second phase of your liver and also it's just a cool colour. But, you know, I, so I would really enjoy in the winter months having those scrambled eggs and then on the side I would have my fermented beetroot and often I would have um, an avocado with that. But then as the summer comes around, it's more like a, you know, a green smoothie with chia seeds and I'll put my yoghurt in that or the coconut kefir. And then dinner, you know, dinner with the kids is always a form of protein. And then um, my kids just love eating chicken bones. And my daughter's completely obsessed with marrow. So her favourite <laughs> her thing is just eating marrow. And then, yeah, she they'll have lots of greens with that. And we have um, quite a lot of resistant starch, so which is obviously very important for gut healing. So we incorporate that into our diet every day. So, yeah, but our main thing is heaps and heaps of vegetables, heaps of nutrients, and I'm always thinking about each meal, how is this going to nourish my gut microbiome? How is it going to help me make serotonin or my happy hormones? Yeah, that's a lovely way to look at food, I think, you know, looking at it, the nutrient density and, and certainly the benefits of, of that downstream. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, so just a couple of last questions before we wrap up today. I wanted to find out who your key influencer is or was in the health space. Oh, gosh, where do I start? I mean, you know, I obviously love to read and love to research and all those sorts of things. And Dr. Natasha McBride was the first person that I really came across that could answer my questions Mm -hmm. and that had really researched it and was so considered and to approach healing from a whole perspective. So I really, really respect her work. And she has just gone for it in putting the message out there, 
you know, trying to access all the families that, you know, and also everyone that, you know, don't accept that this is going to be your life. You can make a difference. And, you know, I really enjoy watching Terry Walls recover and she also comes from a really scientific background and so it's really good to read her work and Dr. Perlmutter, I really enjoy his work. And so when I um, sort of entered into this whole area, it was very much scientific-based, but now I've been able to pull back a little bit. It's been really nice just to enjoy watching other people's health and follow their journey from just a sort of, you know, an everyday perspective as well. So, you know, I, I enjoy watching what Sarah Wilson's up to and, and yeah, all those sorts of people. I love watching all and reading all of Kay or Brock's stuff. So, yeah, nice. yeah. but it's very, very much grounded in the science of Natasha McBride and Terry Wells. Yeah, certainly pioneers, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. And, and Donna Gates from Body Ecology Work, like she's just been hard at it for years and years and years. <laughs> I really appreciate the sustaining power that those guys have. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think as well, it would have been really hard for them initially because this message is only minor um, or at a mainstream level on a minor scale only now. And they've been yeah. around for a very long time, just, yeah, as you say, just working hard to get the message out there. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. And what's next for Cultured Wellness? Have you got some cool news or anything that you're working on to share with us? Well, um, you know, I'd really like hopefully very soon to put my thoughts down on paper and start to get a book out there about, you know, some strategies about how helping helping people go through their healing crisis and how to stick with it and you know that sort of positive thoughts that you can instill to nourish your brain and your gut and then yeah really helping to inspire and educate people about the gut microbiome and how easy it is I mean my aim is to have everyone eating some form of fermented foods every day for the rest of their lives in all of Australia and all of the world but you know that's only a small (laughs) (laughs) only a small task (laughs) task but um yeah, and, you know, the, you just get the message out there about fermented foods and, and how important your gut microbiome is. That's really important for me to do for culture wellness. And, yeah, getting our cultures into people's homes and and we're, we're really looking forward to starting to make some kiffers and yogurts that people can just go into a, a store and, and they can have while they're out in the run. Ooh, it's, I'm excited yeah, about I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, I find it really hard to go out and about because – there's, you know, there's not that much. I mean, obviously you, you can have some smoked salmon and avocado and stuff, but it's really quite hard to access good probiotic food when you're out and about. So, yeah, there's lots on the go, lots on the go. I'm really excited about what's coming up and really excited for where we're going. So, And the times, it's you know, it's a really good time. People are interested. People are, are taking more responsibility and understanding that, um you know, there is a whole foods approach and a nourishing approach to, to healing. So it's it's an exciting time. Yeah, it's very exciting times. It's so good to see this message spreading. And I'm gr- very glad that you announced the book because we'll hold you to that. We'll always- oh, I know. <laughs> One is out there. I know. And you know what? Like I've, I've been asked in the last couple of days to write some blogs for um, people. And so, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm looking forward to doing it too and it's 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 the other baby that I think I need to have. So I'm yeah. just going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we can't wait to see more and 
Um, I'd love to have you back on the show and we can start to dive into more specific areas. And so if any of the listeners are wanting to find out about specific topics or anything um, in a little bit more detail that we've discussed today, just send an email to rfr at the naturalnutritionist.com.au and head to cultured with a K, culturedwellness.com.au. I'll certainly put the links um, to website and obviously social media in the show notes. So it's been awesome to chat today, Kirsty. Thanks for sharing your story and all your fantastic um, tips. And yeah, I just love the message that you're spreading and can't wait to hear more. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Steph. It's been great. It's been awesome to chat again and I know we'll speak really soon. Thank you. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.